Okay, Boker Tov, we're in the Gemara Moe, Kotten Dav Chof Ches Omid Aleph. We were talking about the deaths of certain righteous people, how the death of Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe was from a kiss of Hashem, so to speak. So now that we're on that topic of tzaddikim dying, so uh, we're going to continue on that theme a little bit. And a lot of different uh, agadadik type of topics going on until the bottom of the page. Amrabami. When you learn Parshas Chukas, the beginning of the Parsha discusses the laws of the Paraduma, which is totally out of place because the, the Paraduma should have been somewhere in Sefer Vayikra. And after it tells us the laws of the Paraduma, it tells us about the death of Miriam. So why are those two topics um, uh, one following the other? Lomer Lach to teach you, Ma Paraduma Mechaperes, just like the Paraduma brings atonement for a person, um, as it's, it's, uh, it's not a conventional Corbin, so to speak, uh, but still the Torah calls it a Chatos. Now, really, he didn't do a sin because Paraduma is for anyone who is Tame Mace, yet the Torah calls it a Chatos. So just like a paraduma brings kapara, okay, and it takes away the tumah, af misosan shel So does the death of a tzaddik bring atonement as well? And this explains now why uh, sometimes a tzaddik will die. What is it about? It's to move a person to do tshuva. And therefore it only happens with tshuva. So the question is, what's the connection between those two things? So the idea is that um, part, part, you know, kapara, part of atonement is, um, you know, just like uh, paraduma, we sprinkle water on the person, and he's contracted some kind of tumah when you're experiencing the death of someone that's close to you. And uh, there is a concept of emunah Hashem. And emunah Hashem is what really brings us closest to Hashem. And therefore, there are halachos that require us to have emunah and Hashem. And there's life experiences that require emunah and Hashem. So just like the Paraduma, there's so much illogical things about it. The whole concept of Tumah in general is a concept that is really not an obvious one for people to understand. Just because you're touching a corpse that gives you a Tumah, and that Tumah is something that you contract and you can pass on to others, it's a very subtle type of reality, but God says it's a reality. And then the way you get rid of the Tumah is just by sprinkling the waters of the Paraduma. And all the various halachas that, uh, as we know, the kohanim, who some of the kohanim who work in purifying the person's tummy, they become tummy themselves. So this is a halacha that uh, the non-Jews can can disparage. They, what are you foolish Jews? Why you follow such a law? So why do we follow such a law? We follow such a law because we trust that Hashem understands that this is the realities of life and. It's for our benefit for that. So that itself brings us closer to Hashem. 
So too in life, tragedy happens to us, and uh, specifically when a tzaddik dies, where a person should say, why in the world should a tzaddik die? Especially, let's say, they die young. So that takes a, a great degree of faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. And when we have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it brings kapara. And specifically, so the question is, why is it connected to Miriam more than anyone else? We could have had the Paraduma and somebody else dying, like Aaron or Moshe. Why is the Paraduma associated with this particular tzaddikas and not anyone else? And the answer is, Moshe and Aaron, we can understand why they died, because the Torah says they did certain Avera. Uh, Moshe hitting the rock, Aaron was with him. Uh, Aaron also was involved with the sin of the golden calf, whatever. We at least can attach a specific Avera to them, which we can understand, that therefore they should die. Miriam, it's very hard to associate an Avera with her, especially since we know that the men were meant to die in the desert and the women did not die in the desert. Now, who was the chief woman, so to speak? It was Miriam. Miriam was the one who convinced her father to remarry his mother so that the Jewish people would continue to have children. And because of that, Moshe Rabbeinu was born. So, and she was the one that led the women singing. She was the one who brought the tambourines out of Egypt, having confidence that good things were going to happen. So, the thing that, and, and the fact that she died outside of Eretz Yisrael, that whole thing is unfathomable. How could it be that she is the greatest of all the women who are in Egypt, and all the women would go into Eretz Yisrael? How could she die and not go into Eretz Yisrael? So that is a big question on God. And yet we have to accept, if we accept it, that brings a certain closeness, that brings a certain kapara. And obviously uh, we're supposed to fill the void of the one who leaves. So we're doing tshuva from that. And therefore we get a kapara with that higher level of amuna that we have in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that is uh, the reason why they're connected over there. But then the Gemara continues with another similar discussion. Amar of Elazar, Lamanis Mechamisas Aaron Labig De Kahuna. Also, why is there a connection of the garments of Aaron to the Kohanic vestments? What does that mean? When Mo, when Aaron was to die, they went up to the mountain. Moshe, Aaron, and his son Elazar. So Moshe removed Aaron's garments before he died and put them on his son Elazar. And now the Gemara, so we see that we have a connection of Kohanic garments. So why are we, why is that detail necessary to be said that he was wearing the Kohanic garments and that's connected with the story of Aaron dying? So he says, Ma big day kahuna mechaprim. Just like the Kohanim, when the Kohen Godel especially, when he wears the Kohanim, it brings kapara, and there's other Gemaras that describe how each and every one of the different vestments atones for a different sin that the Jews do. Uh, some for Loshon Hara, some for other Averos. So the wearing of the Kohen on behalf of Jewish people brings Kapara. So therefore, the death of the Tzadikim also brings a Kapara.
So there's a whole discussion. So why do you need to have two examples of that? If you're telling me the death of a coin has kapara, uh, the death of a tzaddik has kapara, why do you need both? You could have one either from Miriam or from Aaron. And uh, what's uh, and obviously there's two different things that are bringing kapara as well. So it's very interesting that uh, the reason why it brings uh, so the Forshim discussed this idea and uh, the rabbis tell us that we shouldn't make a mistake and think that the death of the tzaddik itself brings kapora without Torah and tshuva in other words, they, just because they die this is not like Christians who believe that Jesus died and to, to save our souls and bring atonement if you just believe in Jesus then everything's fine we don't believe in that just because the tzaddik dies, that's not an automatic brings kapara. But to tell us that the, the real kapara does not happen unless you do tshuva. And therefore it says, why are we connecting the death of Miriam to the paraduma to show you that just like, uh, this is all kinds of mystical understandings, uh, what, why we sprinkle on the third day and then the seventh day, because those are days in creation that are connected to the concept of Torah. So therefore, you know, it only works if you are engaged in Torah and you do tshuva, and then that is how it brings you a kapora. So, and, uh, and when there's the death of a tzaddik and you're feeling the pain and you, you realize we have to pick up our game and do tshuva, then that brings kapora. But really, if you don't do any tshuva, it's not gonna help. And, um, and also, we're adding with the Miriam, because we might think it wouldn't happen maybe only if a man tzaddik dies. How about a female tzaddik dying? So we pick Miriam to say even a female tzaddik, tzaddik is who, who dies, brings atonement for the Jewish people. There's a lot more to talk about there, but uh, that's the main idea of the kapara that's coming from these different types of uh, things that happen. Okay, now that we're talking about death, we're talking about other types of death and describing what kinds of deaths these are likely to be. Again, I don't know if this is every death is like that, but it certainly has some connotations. And part of that has to deal with the idea of kares. With a certain avarice that people do, they get a punishment of kares. And there's a whole discussion, what is kares exactly? What details come into kares? So Gomorrah gives certain types of deaths, such as, we learn in the Braisa, if someone died suddenly, what kind of death do we call this? So, Zuhi Misa Chatufa. This is called a Misa Chatufa, which means a, uh, a grabbed uh, death. Okay, we'll have to see, like, what's the point? They, go, they discuss a whole different types of things. Uh, what if Chole Yom Echarumes, what if the person was sick for one day and then died? Zuhamitsa Tchufa, a hastened death, a pushed death. And Tosad asks, what's there saying Chatufa, Tchufa, or all these terms? Tos is wondering what, what is what is he teaching us here? He says, No, Zuhu Mesas Magefa. If he died after one day, that's called death of a plague. Shinemar as the Pasik says. Pasik says, Ben Adam, man. Hinanilo kech mimcha. I'm taking from you the darling of your eyes in a plague. 
What does that mean? The Navi Yecheskel was told by Hashem his wife would die. And this is what we talk about the the mourning, all the halachas of, of mourning. So, therefore, it, when he's taking away this person, that is, and it says also, not finished, uchsiv, and then it writes after that, v'tamas. I told this to the people in the morning, and in the evening, my wife died. Oh, so after Yecheskel spoke to the people, his wife fell ill, and she died that same day. So since God had told him that she would be taken in a plague, so the term death of a plague is used when a person is ill for one day and then dies. Shnei yamim v'meis, if he's ill for two days and dies, zuhi misa d'chuya, it's a hurried death. Gimel ga'ara, if it was sick for three days, it's called, and then dies, as a death of rebuke. Arboa, four days, nazifa, a death of scorn. Hamisha, so Humisha's kolodim. Five days sick and then dying, that is regular death. Okay? So therefore, we can't explain this as sudden, and it's not any form of divine punishment. Okay, if it's less than five days, these are called more like sudden deaths, and it's possible they can be attributed to kares, as we'll see later on. We're going to see the concept of kares of years and kares of days. But basically, what the Gemara is saying, if a person was normally very well, and we're not talking about people who had cancer because they've been sick for a long time. We're talking about a person who's very well and then he dies, then it just dies. It just drops dead. But what if he gets sick for one day and then dies? In other words, if, if you, you, you're a healthy person and you die within a short period of time, there is some type of uh, criticism um, or just, well, Hashem is, uh, what do you call it, bringing certain atonement that has to happen with a sudden death. Okay? And the truth of the matter is, very few people die suddenly. Most people die. It's drawn out. As long as you've been sick for five days or more, that's called a regular death. And most people die under those circumstances. Now, again, it doesn't necessarily mean a person who dies suddenly is a bad person. But there is something uh, negatively attributed to it, and there must be some type of tikkun that has to happen because of that. And again, you have to realize the tikkun may not be because of the person himself, might be a certain gilgul that the person is going through. So the main point the Gemara is saying that just like we said, the death of tzaddikim brings a certain atonement. So we understand if a person dies suddenly, it is meant to shock our systems and to have some ideas of doing tshuva. And there is something that needs to be corrected over here. Well, if the person dies a, a longer uh, taking uh, time to die, that's considered the normal way of the world. Okay, now we're looking for a source for this last point. Omar Abchanin, Micro, what's the pasuk that says if a person is sick for five days or longer, that's the way of the world? Pasuk says, uh, when Hashem is speaking to Moshe, Behold, your days are drawing near to die. Your death is imminent. So if we look at that word, there's a lot of extra things. So we're going to analyze every word and see what every word is teaching us. Hain is already an extra word. Hain, behold. That's like one day. Kirvu is the plural. 
They are. Trey, that's two. Yamecha again is more than one, is two. Trey, that's two. Ha Chamisha, that gives us a total of five. So Hashem told Moshe he had five days left to die. So we see in advance that if you're told, if you have five days, that's enough for death not to be considered sudden. Because you have enough time to get things in order, and that's a normal way to die, or longer than that. Okay, now, where do you get, uh, then the Gemara is going to say another way of explaining how is this. Because the word hain, how did we say is chad means one. Where do you get from behold it's one. She came Beloshin Yaveni Karin Laachas Hain. Because in Greek language, they refer to the number one as Hain. And sometimes the Torah makes use of the Greek language. And Hashem is giving a certain beauty to the Greek language. Okay, so that's how we know the five days. Now, if a person dies at the age of 50 or younger, Zuhimisas Kares. This is called the death of Kares. Even if he didn't die suddenly, okay? More than that, Gomorrah is going to say it shortly, that truly if you die at any age between 50 and 60, it could be Kare 6 well. Gomorrah will explain why that is. Chamishi Mushtaim Shana, 52 years. Zuhimisa Shal Shmuel Aramasi. This is called the death of Shmuel Aramasi because he died at 52. Obviously, Shmuel was not deserving of Kares. Why did Hashem take Shmuel away early? So he shouldn't witness the death of Shaul, because he anointed Shaul, and that would bring him great sadness. So that's why they're saying the death of Shmuel is discussed, so so that may very well, for sure, not be Kares. So it's already telling you, you know, so now you got an option. If a person dies at 52, between 50 and 60, it could be Kares. But you see, there's people who died at 52, and that's like Shmuel. And Shmuel certainly didn't get Kares. Now what if Shishim, he dies at 60. This is death at the hands of heaven. means a type of Hashem punishing the person. Similar to Kares, where it's a premature death. But it's not as severe as Kares. Kares usually has a two-fold penalty. A premature death and a person dying childless. The death at the hands of heaven only is a premature death. Okay? So there's all kinds of uh, different understandings um, of, of what uh, the numbers are over here. Uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Again, just because it happens doesn't necessarily mean it's so. Because it could be Hashem never intended the person to live more than that. But those are possibilities that we can entertain. Omar Marzutra, Marzutra says, my crow, what's the text that teaches us this law now? Dirsiv, as the Tosik says, Tavo Bechelach Ele cover. You will go to the grave at a mature age. That's a good thing. Hashem is telling you you're going to go at a mature age. So let's see what the gematria of Bechelach. Bechelach, you see the numbers over there. Base is 2, Chaf is 20, Laman is 30, Ches is 8. That's 60. That's 60. So if you hit 60, that's already good. So almost all of us are there already, or past, well past. So that's a good sign, right? Now, how about longer? Shivim, 70. 
Seva, that's called an old age. That means that's even better than 60. Shmonim, 80. Gvuros, that's called strength. In other words, you're not supported by your natural powers anymore, but by the strength <laughs> of Hashem. So Hashem is giving you extra life. How do we know that? Because what David Amal says, Me, Shinoseno, Shinoseno Bahem Shivashana. The days of our years amongst them are 70 years. That's normal. Being big Vuros, and if you're really strong, Shmonim Shana, you get 80 years. Okay, once you're hitting 80, it's all a gift of Hashem. I mean, everything's a gift of Hashem, but this is particular. Your body is finished. At 70, you're finished. So if you're making it to 80, wow, it's unbelievable. Now, Gomor goes back and going back to the 50 business. <coughs> it doesn't matter. Well, the Mishnah Pirkei says 90, it's called you're bent over. You're bent over. And, a, and 100, it's as, as if you're not in the world anymore. Okay? Now, that, that, that can be good things, but uh, I guess there weren't were too many people going past uh, hitting the 90s. And that's true. I wonder what's the percentage of people that make 90. It's higher. It's getting higher, but it's still pretty low. Yeah. Most people, uh, the vast majority, do not make it into the 90s. Anyway, but with medical technology, who knows? Amarava, Rabba says, Mechemishim vaad shishim shana, between 50 and 60, excluding the 60th year. And that's what we're saying, that Kares is between 50 and 60. And if you die less than 50, then there's probably another reason for that. Anyway, Zuhu Misa's Kares. This is the death of Kares. Okay. And the reason why the price didn't reckon the years between 50 and 60 beforehand. Because the honor of Shmuel. We didn't want to say, if it would have said, Bryce only said 50. With something 50 and 60, people would think that was Shmuel. But Morris says, no, Shmuel is 52. But really, Kares is between 50 and 60. Now look over here. Rav Yosef, he have a bar shishim. When Rav Yosef got his 60th birthday, he made a festive day for the rabbinic students. Amri said, I'm out of the kares stage. So if I die now at 60, it's no longer kares. Kares up to, but not including 60. So we're saying Shmuel had kares? Because no, we're not saying. That's what we say. He had the death of Shmuel because he had to die before Shaul died. That was all. It, it's not... Doesn't mean for sure you're getting cars. Okay? Now, once you hit 60, it's for sure you don't have cars. In other words, we're not going to say everybody dies between 50 and 60 had cars. But if you did have cars, then you would die between 50 and 60 normally. Remember, these are general rules. It goes into the, 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 the kitty of a lot of other rules. There could be a bunch of other rules. Someone said, Hashem lets a person live longer because he's meant to do something that only he's meant to do, even though he has cards. These are just generalities. So don't start pointing fingers. Guy died at 56. Oh, he died from cards. Could be he died by cards. Could be. That's between him and Hashem. But if, you've, but if you made it to 60, that's pretty pretty good indication that you're not going to have cards. Obviously, let's ask the question. Let's say the guy is 65, and now he doesn't have everything you get cards for. And he doesn't do tshuva, so he's not going to get cars. 
So we're giving generalities over here. There's always going to be exceptions to the rule. Okay, that's why some of these Gemaras, it's sometimes better not to learn them because we can, we can you know, the next time, you know, what's going to happen this week? You're going to find out that somebody dies at 53. You're going to say, oh, that was Karis. Well, it's, it's not our job. But if you hit 60, you know, and, and I guess you're a top, you're an Amora in the Gemara, you're not likely to do any of errors of Karis. Okay, now, but now we see there's a second type of Karis. Amalei Abai, Abai says, wait a minute. Yes, the master may have left the kores of years, but but the kores of days, who said he's left? Because kores can take the form of two, uh, two forms. Either it's a premature death of years, but also a sudden death, which is this misa chatufa, misa techufa, so it could be if you reach 60, you could still get kares. Aha. So there's two types of kares. So therefore, so he says, so what are you so happy about? <laughs> so he says, Armelay, listen. At least I got half of it. One type of kares I don't have. So I'll make a celebration for that. You know, even a kares of years, I'm out. Okay, maybe kares of days I might still get. But it's still, I'm not out. I got one out of that. Now we have an interesting Gemara. Ravuna Ravuna died suddenly. Uh-oh, a big rabbi dying suddenly. Have a Kodaigi Rabbana. The students were worried that this may be the sudden death of Kares. Could it be that their Rebbe got Kares? So there's an answer to that. Tanilahozuga de Mehadayav. So a pair of Torah scholars from a place called Hadayav. They taught the following brisa, and they explains when do we say karis lo shana? When do we say this is karis? Ela shalohi gialikvuros. That's if you have not reached the age of strength, eighty. Avolhi gialikvuros, but when you hit eighty and die suddenly or past eighty, zuhi midas nish. That's a kiss of death. That's Moshe Arna Miriam, right? Now, each of their deaths was sudden, although Moshe's wasn't, because he was told five days in advance. But clearly when they died, they died that day. It wasn't Kares. So therefore, it's this idea of the kiss of death that we spoke about. So in summary, it's important to have a summary. Death cannot possibly be in Kares except in one of the following two circumstances. Okay, can't possibly deemed, not for sure. It occurred the ages of 50 through 59. It occurred at the age of 60 through 79 and was sudden. Death at 80 or older is never kares. Okay, you're in good shape. It's never kares. Okay, now, so here here comes an interesting story. My uncle Ola Shalom, uh, Mr. Leib Morocco. So he was a fairly healthy man, Holocaust survivor, and... Um, he was 80 years old. He's a religious guy, and he always he always went to shul, uh, especially on Shabbos. And he would uh, he would walk very far, like 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 some like at least 20 25 minutes to shul. Anyway, so he was uh, went to shul uh, for mincha mar for Shabbos mincha. So before they have mincha, the rabbi in the shul there does dafyomi whatever. So they were learning, they did the Afyomi, they said the Kaddish, 
My uncle got up, clutched his chest, and dropped dead. And it was on Chavez, 80 years old. It was like, it just went, oi! And there was a cardiologist in the shul, you know, dead on the spot. So, that's, so that was a Mises Nashika. He was 80 years old, and he died, and it was on Shabbos. So that was a Mises Nashika for sure. So, uh, so the, the certain things we can take more as uh, true or not, but this one seemed pretty clear to me. Okay, we'll stop it over here. We now, then we go to the next topic of Mazal and things like that. So if you're, if you are inclined to learn the. Uh, Lutza 